Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled, How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Ankita Bomik, who is Supervisor in Asset Planning at Hydro Ottawa. Hi, Ankita. Lovely to have you here. Hi, Lela. Thanks for having me. So I guess we can start off with a quick introduction. Who are you? And also an answer to the question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? Well, uh, yeah, Lela, thanks for introducing me. Uh, my name is Ankita Bhomik and uh, I was uh, born and brought up in a city called Calcutta in the eastern part of India. I am an electrical engineer by education and uh, I worked in the energy sector in India for close to a decade since 2011. Uh, I think I'm old, no? <laughs> uh, and I think um, last year I made the biggest decision of my life or you can call it the biggest risk and that was to move to Canada leaving my job and my life in India in the middle of a pandemic. That was quite an adventure, I must say. Yes, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so currently I'm heading the asset planning team at Hydro Ottawa, which is one of the biggest power utilities in Canada. And uh, I would say what drives me every day is the fact that I contribute towards ensuring that we as a community have reliable sources of electricity, while at the same time, you know, working hard to ensure that we are moving away from fossil fuels to renewable sources of energy and uh, further contributing to that larger goal of having a greener future for all of us and our future generations. Wow. That's me uh, in a nutshell. That's so inspiring. And I guess my next question is, what inspired you to join the sustainability industry and work towards this goal of yours? Um, I would say, uh, Lela, I'm not, you know, one of those people who had their life sorted. I mean, I Mm -hmm. never knew the answer to questions like, where do you see yourself uh, in five years or 10 years? Like, I have always, you know, taken life as it comes. Uh, I would say that, you know, in school, I love maths and physics. Like I was very good with numbers, which led me to believe that I would do good if I pursue engineering. And so I pursued uh, electrical engineering and I did good at that. And uh, right after college, uh, I landed job offers in the IT sector and in the power utility industry in India. And I guessed, uh, and I guess I, I thought that it, you know, it would be good to have that field uh, exposure into power systems, which is why I joined uh, the utility industry in India. And uh, yeah, and then there has been no looking back after that. That's awesome. So what would you say were your best resources? I know you mentioned that you studied at university and electrical engineering. So I guess what helped aside from that degree? Uh, I would say the best resources that have helped me uh, in my journey would be people, mm-hmm. like lots of people. Uh, maybe I would want to talk about like, you know, two, two groups. Probably one would be, you know, everyone who uh, believed in me, believed in my skills, my ambitions, uh, be it in, in my organizations that I work for or beyond my friends. Um, uh, and uh, they've con- constantly challenged me to, you know, do better. So that's one. Uh, and the other one, other uh, person that I really want to talk about uh, is my partner. So uh, 
uh, we've known each other for long. So we've known each other since school. We've dated for 10 years and then we got married five years back. So we've practically grown up together, you know. And uh, I, I believe that while uh, we are, we, we try to achieve our goals, it, it's very important to have someone as your sounding board. And somewhere I think uh, me and my partner, we both uh, have been that sounding board for each other. We've constantly challenged each, each other to do better. Uh, be it professionally or personally. So, yeah, I think, you know, those are the people who've really helped me uh, along the way. Awesome. So were there any lessons that you wish you would have known before joining the sustainability industry? I know you mentioned you spoke to a lot of people and you had a lot of exposure before you entered as well. Right. Um, I would say uh, very early on in my career, I, I realized that, you know, working in the, the utility sector or the electricity industry was, uh, you know, uh, considered to be a man's job, which meant that, you know, I had to constantly challenge a lot of status quo, uh, you know, you know, break stereotypes. And uh, in that journey, I, I feel the, the lesson that would have helped me is to never be afraid to voice your opinion and mm. you know, earn that seat at the table. Uh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes, but it's not okay to give up. And I think in that process, um, I've become a stronger person. So yeah, that that's something uh, I would say uh, that that's some uh, that's a lesson. Uh, if I if I knew earlier, probably I would have uh, done a little better than what I did. That's good that you learn from it now, and you can carry it forward into your career. That's cool. Um, so, what advice would you give to somebody then who is wanting to to wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? I would say two things. Uh, one would be to not lose sight of the bigger picture as to, you know, why you want to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, what's your motivation? And and let me tell you, like, you know, motivation doesn't come in a day. It, 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 it's organic, but you need to know why you're doing it. And the other thing I would say is to never stop learning. Because, uh, uh, like, you know, I see that, especially the energy sector, it, it's evolving by the day. And it, and there are, there are loads of changes that's coming, like with countries moving, uh, you know, uh, committing to net zero targets. We are seeing that, you know, that global shift towards renewable sources of energy, movement from a centralized generation to distributed generation. Or if you talk about EVs or the electrification of transportation sector. So loads of exciting things happening. Right. But and so it's very important to keep upskilling yourself to keep yourself relevant. Like I have I have loads to learn, like keep learning every day. And, and you know, that's the beauty of it. So, yeah, those are the two, two uh, advice I would give. And finally, sort of about your career, what is one common myth that you would like to debunk about the energy and sustainability industry? Um, I would say, uh, Leila, uh, you know, growing up, I've heard a lot about sectors like, you know, the banking sector and the financial sector, um, maybe retail and advertising. Like those were the sexy sectors to work for. But, uh, you know, like... Uh, uh, I think we've always seen the energy sector as something which is which is very primitive, and that's the myth that I want to debunk. That uh, you know, the if you see the energy energy sector like in the last decade, it has evolved so much, and we'll we are seeing so much of exciting changes coming up in the next decade or two. Like if you see uh, Will's post on uh, LinkedIn, like he keeps talking about what are the new things happening, right? So it, it's it's a very exciting sector to work uh, work in. 
came and, and I can tell you that, you know, I love working in this sector. So, yeah, that's the myth that I want to debunk that energy sector is also sexy enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And I'm sure you're very busy, obviously, at the moment with your work. But during your free time, what is one, what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Oh, well, um, Lela, I must tell you, like, you know, I have not done some serious reading in uh, quite some time. And I'm guilty for that because, uh, yeah, maybe there are a couple of articles here and there, but not uh, like, you know, serious reading. I really need to put in time there. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe I would want to talk about an interview that I saw, you know, some days back and it's really, uh, you know, uh, held on to me so uh, this interview was of Indra Nui mm-hmm. uh, it's a dated interview I think it was back in 2014 when she was the chairman and CEO of PepsiCo mm-hmm. and uh, you know in that interview she talks about you know how she was born in a very conservative South Indian Brahmin family in India and uh, then how she moved to US to study at the Yale School of Management and then ultimately, you know, becoming the chairman and CEO of PepsiCo. So, you know, quite an impressive journey, right? Yeah. Uh, she also spoke about how she worked on uh, making PepsiCo a very environmentally conscious company, uh, a company with a strategic direction of performance with purpose, like awesome, right? Performance. Yeah purpose and lastly the best part of the interview that I liked uh, was uh, you know where she said that she believes that uh, women can't have it all I mean she literally said that that you know women can't have it yeah and she said that you know how uh, our uh, for a woman like the, uh, our career clock and our biological clock are in complete conflict with each other mm-hmm. and then you know she goes on to mention how you know she when she was building her career she had her kids conflict when she was moving to middle management her kids became teenagers and wanted her conflict so yeah. and then you know she would talk about how she used coping mechanisms and uh you know uh or made tough choices to deal with it i mean it was an amazing interview like lela you must watch it yes it sounds like i should yeah. um and it seems like you touched upon this a bit earlier and you've named some people but who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you Oh, well, I would say that, um, you know, I've been grateful enough to have people who, you know, helped me build the foundation of who I am today. And uh, when I talk about that, the first place obviously goes to my family. Uh, You know, my parents who've worked hard all their lives to, you know, provide quality education to uh, to me and pretty much anything and everything that I asked for. And they've always inspired me to, you know, dream bigger and dream higher. So if if I'm I'm very ambitious and I'm very career oriented and that's only because of my parents and then there's my brother who's my you know constant critique and sometimes annoyingly so but yeah that so the first place goes to my family the other person that really comes to mind would be you know my physics teacher uh, so um, he passed away in 2017 he's no more but I, I am I'm sure if he was around he would have been the happiest to listen to this podcast but uh, yeah I, uh, so you know I think it was because of him that I you know uh, started loving science or STEM as you would call it and he would beautifully correlate uh, science with the deeper philosophies of life like mm-hmm. as we all know you know that any great great invention be it scientific or social has come from philosophy right mm-hmm. and and this one thing which he always kept saying was uh, uh 
while we all keep complaining to god about our little wants in life god is busy fixing and structuring the acceleration due to gravity at 9.8 meters per second square <laughs> if it wavered even by a bit then yeah. probably we wouldn't be here on earth right yeah so that's the kind of conversations i used to have with him and he's definitely had a big influence on my life that's so cool and then finally to round off our conversation what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life i would say the uh, it would be that you know not to be too hard on yourself like mm-hmm. i have been fighting to achieve my goals there has been uh, multiple times when i have compromised on my mental health and that is not okay you know uh, i mean uh, it's important to realize that we have to take one step at a time you can't change the world in a day or a year or 10 years but the key is to not give up mm-hmm. like, especially when i see a, uh, you know during this pandemic which has disrupted our lives in more ways than one uh, there's there's this focus on mental health and which is mm-hmm. a which is a welcome change like just the other day i was reading about naomi osaka who yeah. withdrew from the french open citing mental health issues i mean it's such a brave and a bold move to you know prioritize self care above anything or and everything else you know yeah. and uh, yeah so it's you know that's the advice i would give myself to you know take a step back and take care of yourself you know everything else will follow Exactly everything will fall into place and what a lovely note to end on thank you so much Ankita for talking with me today it was lovely to hear your story and to learn more about you it was a pleasure chatting with you Tulela thank you bye bye bye